Welcome to Pregnancy Help Podcast. This week's session offers a glimpse into conversations on trauma-informed care currently happening in the housing community and is hosted by Heartbeat International Housing Specialist, Mary Peterson. This podcast is part of a much larger conversation available for download in the store at www.heartbeatservices.org. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our trauma-informed podcast, where we're taking topics related to trauma-informed care and kind of breaking them open, trying to understand how they impact our world in maternity housing. So looking at different things that people are learning and experimenting with and trying differently within the desire to be trauma-informed. So with us today, we have some wonderful women. I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves and share a little bit about their expertise in this area. Suzanne, you want to give us a quick snapshot of who you are? Sure. Um, my name is Suzanne Burns. I'm the founder and executive director of Foundation House Ministries in Cleveland, Tennessee. We've been open about four years, and I have a master's in marriage and family uh, studies, as well as a, um, I'm a certified family trauma professional through the International Association of Trauma Professionals. Awesome. Thanks, Suzanne. And one of your uh, wonderful staff people, Lisa, is also with us. Yes, I'm Lisa Holmes, and I uh, am the Director of Client Services here at Foundation House Ministries, and I'm responsible for pretty much all things client. Um, I'm currently working uh, towards my PhD in psychology with a um, emphasis in trauma and um, I also am a certified family trauma professional and you know we live, breathe, sleep, eat trauma every single day so we're <laughs> continually trying to find new ways to deal with it, to um, to prepare ourselves to deal with it, and to learn all we can um, so that mm-hmm. we can go forth and help others and make this um, mission, make this mission successful for all of us. Awesome. Well, thank you both for being willing to chat with me today. We're going to talk a little bit about de-escalation and when you need to and how to how to think about the different skills you need. Um, Hillary Anderson from Lifehouse of Houston might also jump in some point in the call. She's stuck in traffic, so if you hear her voice start to chime in, uh, she will she will join us at some point as well. So with that, we we're gonna kind of start with just we some of the experiences that we have of the women are that that's just that they like drama, right? And and sometimes that drama can get out of hand, whether it's situations between women, situations with staff, um, maybe one mom who's just kind of spiraling into to really intense situations. Um, so, Suzanne, um, can you just tell us a little bit about maybe what the relationship is between the drama mama and, and trauma? Drama mama trauma. Don't say that too quickly. <laughs> trauma, trauma drama mama. Um, yeah. Well, the, the reality is, is that these women, um, at least the women who come to us, have there, – there's a reason that they're showing up at a maternity home pregnant and homeless and in need of a program like ours. They're already experiencing high levels of trauma. And for many of these women, that – did not just start a few days ago. This has been a lifelong pattern. And some of the things that we're learning through the the sciences of of neurobiology is that that trauma actually changes the physiological aspects of the brain. It changes the brain chemistry. It changes the inner workings. And it it also changes how, um, how, how other 
aspects interact with each other, so it's, which is, to me is fascinating. I love that part. Um, so, But all of that causes these women to be in a heightened state of alert pretty much 24-7. Um, no matter how long they're in the program, no matter how long they're in a – uh, what we would expect to be a, a calm state, they can immediately jump to uh, survival mode, to to panic, to uh, that fight or flight emergency response in an instant. Um, it, it can be triggered over something simple as as somebody eating the last can of spaghettios. Um, it could be triggered as something um, you know to do with what what they read on Facebook. Uh, who who's uh, Who's dating my baby daddy now? Or who, what, what girl wants to start drama with me? Or, um, I have a court date coming up and now I'm panicked about that. There, there's so many different things that can trigger it. Um, you know, every girl is different, but those, those emotions are very, very close to the surface in, in trauma brain. And so we have to be aware of that at all times and really not be surprised when they they suddenly randomly trigger because they're um because they're afraid to go to the doctor and they're afraid to have to admit that, you know, they don't know the the father of this baby or um or even the the race of this baby or um you know, or that they're going to have to admit that, you know, I, I have an STD or I'm hep C positive or um, some of these other things that are are really stigmas. And um, but but yet they they have to admit to it. And so um, so it's really kind of understandable when you stop and think about it from the bigger picture. But man, is it a nightmare to live through on a day to day basis. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for that. I was just thinking of caregivers in general and, and how frustrating it can be to, mm-hmm. you know, to have to engage that constantly. Um, I know we'll, we'll get into a little bit to practical skills, but um, can you maybe talk about that relationship between a stable caregiver and, and a mom who's in trauma brain? Do you have any um, sense of what is there anything related to kind of authority or perhaps you know feelings of of safety or anything related to that that comes to mind thinking you know that that it I feel like in my experience it, it often plays out between the caregiver the you know the person the staff person mm-hmm. the, the house parent or mm-hmm. whatever frontline staff yeah. person that is yeah. and and the well, mom exactly well one of the things that I remember learning from um I don't know, abnormal psych or something in my, in my bachelor's, my undergrad was that sometimes, you know, we, we take out our frustrations on the people closest to us because those are the relationships that we can actually trust the most. And so I may be freaking out because I have court tomorrow and I don't know what to do and I'm afraid I'm going to be sent to jail. He's going to take uh, custody away from me. He's going to, he's going to yell at me. Uh, I'm going to feel horrible. I've got, I've got all of these emotions running through me. And so I'm going to yell at, um, at at my house mom because I trust her to um, to receive it. I don't know what else to do with these emotions, and so I'm going to lash out. And I'm going to lash out at the person that's closest to me. And and that can be really painful and really stressful, and it can feel horrible from from the caregiver's side. 
but we also have to remember that, um, that that she's lashing out at me because she trusts me to be able to receive this without lashing back, without um, kicking her out of the program, without um, you know, without it triggering a, a knockdown, dragout fight too. Um, she trusts me with these emotions that she doesn't know how to handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, well said. Thank you, Susan. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's Pregnancy Help Podcast. If you'd like to hear the rest of the conversation, visit www.heartbeatservices.org to download the full session.